Aloha, haole, and bottoms up. Episode 5, here we go. Uh, this is Fred, and across the table from me is my dear friend Blato. How's it going? Hey, Fred. Hey. How are you today? Swell, swell. You? Uh, terrific. Couldn't All be right. better. Thirsty. And to my right and uh, Blato's left is our good buddy Nobs, the tweaker. How's it going, Nobs? Fantastic. Excellent. Good to be here. Excellent, excellent. So... Let's see, what do we have on the beer menu today? You want to handle this one? Uh, well, let's see here. Uh, gifts from Fred, but it was an Atwater Brewery First Brown Ale. Uh, Where's At- Atwater from? Uh, Detroit. Absolutely. And it's, it's Motor it, City. Uh, been there a while now, too, right? When, yep. That was one of the one one of the uh, probably. The label says established 1884. Hmm, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, we went there when we were real young. It, it really was kind of around before craft brews were craft brews. I remember yeah. that place. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I don't know what the 1884 really stands for, but. Uh, Probably the a city picture of, of a trout on the label, and it says, uh, pairs with all things trouty. Well, if you think about it, they're saying first brown. It's first so, brown, brown trout. trout. This yeah. is ba- the, the box, I believe, had a uh, description about uh, trout fishing being a fall thing, and this is a seasonal thing in Michigan, the brown ale, so that's sort of where it came from. Um, what are the stats 5. look like? 5.5% by volume, 27 IBUs. Um, so, again, kind of in my wheelhouse of beers that I like. So let's get our opener here. Recall from last week, our Trump mouth opener. Ooh. Dos. Ooh. Trace. Oh, right. look out. I, mean, I guess we need the magnet. We do. <laughs> Uh, what do we say? So, bottoms up. Bottoms up to you guys. Let's give her a go. Hmm. Ooh. Now, why don't you start us off today? Pretty tasty. Mm. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah. A little bit nutty. N- nutty. That's nutty exactly sure. the same. Yeah. <clears throat> a little bit same nuttier and just, I think caramel, I think. Mm-hmm. That I would really prefer, but uh, overall, thumbs up. I would drink it. Uh, yeah, I think the same. Nutty was the first thing that that, that kind of came to mind. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm still perplexed with the label because I think of trout as being more of kind of a spring kind of connotation, I guess. You know, and and this is definitely a winter beer to me. Yeah. Because um, it's hearty. Well, I think brown ales are typical autumn mm-hmm. beers for Michigan. And, yeah, maybe. But I, I agree. I always thought the the, um, the trout fishing was a spring thing as well, but according to the box and all the marketing, it was all about the, the first brown trout of the season. So, uh, uh, You know what's funny? You guys both described it as nutty. You know what it tasted like to me? Tootsie Roll. <laughs> so you, you little, little chocolate flavor I, I, in there, waxy it, chocolate, yeah, not quality like chocolate. Right, right. It, was, it reminded me of like a Tootsie Roll for some reason. But then when when no, I get went, it. when you said nutty, mm-hmm. it's like all of a sudden I'm a, I recognize yeah. that flavor. But just my initial impression of it that tastes like a to- almost like a Tootsie Roll. Yeah, <clears> no, there's there's some chocolateyness to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 kind of brown ale kind of guy, and. Uh, 
This one's good. I, I think this one's for me. It's pretty smooth and Tootsie Roll, how can you go wrong? Is that our first thumbs up all the way around? Uh, no. Did you uh, do it? Scotty Karate. Oh. It was also um, thumbs up for everybody. And I, I think so, yeah. In fact, we're going to have to have an occasion to have that one a uh, second time. <laughs> See if we still liked it as much. <laughs> you know, like yeah. a, a best of. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Hey now, maybe, maybe, maybe when we bring in our beer expert, maybe <clears throat> we uh, we have him sample that and and see if we're uh, in line with what the pros say. Well, he ignored me for almost a week, and then out of the blue today, I he made contact, but beyond that, he just pushed me off to the weekend. He just wanted to let me know he wasn't ignoring me. Okay, well, All right. All hey, right. well, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay, for, stay tuned for, for the beer expert. The beer expert. Uh, we the, won't name him yet because in our eyes, he doesn't quite exist yet. Uh, but he, it, but when <clears> he does, he's a real official beer expert. Um, well, Fred, uh, any? Can I ask you a question yeah. before you get started? Yeah. Who's the guy that uh, just got nominated for chief of staff? For Mulvaney. The president? Mulvaney. Yeah. Speaking of chief of staff, did you happen to catch the Adam Schiff? Uh, tweet this week about this you know how him and the presidents have kind yeah. of been dueling each other so adam schiff puts help wanted white house chief of staff no experience necessary must respond well to infighting backbiting dishonesty <laughs> dishonesty and dishonor excited by the prospect of an impossible work environment enjoy humiliation apply now background check is negotiable <laughs> it's it it it's kind of spot on also with what I, I wrote down as one of my date stamps for today, and, and that is Chris Christie turning down the job. <laughs> you know things are dire when Chris Christie turns down a job at the White House. I mean, if, you can't, if you can't get Chris Christie to do anything, I mean, what, what, is, what is he so busy doing, right? I mean, I don't know. And... Uh, you know, he, he's he's a scumbag. He has the rest of them, so it's not like he doesn't fit in. Um, but, he, yeah, he, he turned it down today and Hilarious. So had to go up to Mulvaney. <clears throat> that speaks volumes. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Christie, what's the guy going to do? Walk walk around the boardwalk in New Jersey? I mean, what's he got to do? Have you seen the, um, the, the meme of uh, Chris Christie? Sitting next to Pence on the beach. You know the famous Chris Christie? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I well, remember the they, photo, yeah. Okay, so then they photoshopped those two together. Now he's looking up at, at, at Pence, who's slouched down in the chair. <laughs> oh, at the uh, Oval yeah. Office thing? Yeah, that's a, that's a precious. So, um, <clears throat> Well, I don't want to pile on, but it, I, I did run across one other meme that just made me laugh. Remember last week we were talking about the Baby It's Cold Outside song? Which, you know, that topic was hot. I know. Talk about it. Talk I think about we started it. I think I, I, we talked about it, and now <laughs> all I hear about is Baby It's Cold Outside. Yeah, but and I posted on, on our Facebook page, I posted a bunch of uh, memes and uh, uh, just memes. I don't think I posted any articles about it. Okay. Well, but what did you see? I think you'll get a kick out of this. It said, um, oh, shoot. Hang on. It said, Radio DJ. Sorry, we're no longer allowed to play that song. But anyways, here comes Cardi B telling everyone to eat her ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 
Make, make, make sure that I can I can get that to to, to repost on the, uh, the on the Facebook, on the page, Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, That's, that was hilarious. Yeah. So, anyway. I, I I always like to look for things that kind of cheer me up on the internet because I inundate myself with enough <clears throat> political crap. Um, so you know when you mentioned the infighting, mm-hmm. I thought about the one that I saw, um, which I enjoy. Because it just, I watched it and it made me laugh. Have you seen the little video? I, I guess these little video, videettes or whatever, are memes. Do you, what, what, what would you characterize them? Like these little loop videos that you see on Facebook. Are they, are they some Mobs, you're the form techno of meme? Guy. What, what is that? I mean, that's I mean, a meme gift. Is sort of Isn't it more of a gift? That's the file type. Is this a clip? A funny clip? A, a clip? But does it, does it fall within the meme world? I kind of think it does. Yeah, I, I a, so. a moving meme. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you start something. Anyway, I, like, I, I just, like you know, I don't know if you've seen the one of this. I, I guess he's a firefighter, irrelevant to the story, but he's dressed up as, as Elf, uh, and uh, the, from the movie Elf, and he's walking the streets, I think, of New York, and he's got two pillows in his hands, and he just tosses one to just random people, and they start a pillow fight. <laughs> right and, out on the street. Eh? And it just it's just so genuine. You know, it, it's like, I, I don't think any of it is staged. I, I think you see someone like that just absolutely just, you know, screaming of fun, throws a pillow at you. He's got a pillow. You're going to pillow fight. And uh, it's uh, it's the right kind of holiday cheer, I think. So, you know, it's a little corny, I know, but if I'm watching it and I'm enjoying it, I'm not going to be embarrassed about liking that kind of stuff. Well, I must be uber cynic because uh, going through Facebook, I, I saw that a couple times. And I saw the beginning of it, and I'm going, this looks really stupid. And I just f- f- scrolled so, right by it. I, I would say it, it, maybe it, I'm a cynic. It, it, falls, I don't know. it falls in the realm of stupid for sure. But like I said, if I'm if I'm if I'm drawn into it and if I'm uh, I don't know, gosh, moved by it is like really overstating it. But if I'm uh, tickled by it, then I'm going to say, you know what, it, it's genuine, you know. So I'm not, not going to be embarrassed by it. I probably should have watched it. I, yeah. I could use some levity in my life. Yeah. Like I'm like you. It's like we get all this dark stuff all the time. It's like, uh, yeah. Let's pillow yeah. fight. We should have got some pillows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that translates to podcast. Um. <clears throat> Anyway, uh, so before we, uh, we, we, we get into today's topic, uh, you know, a, a couple of things uh, in the news today. Uh, Scott Walker signed those freaking bells. Dirtbag. He, 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 it, it's, it's, he signed them all? I, I didn't look at, all. I didn't, did not. I think he signed them all. Look at the details. I just heard. I, I heard that. I, I didn't hear anything that he didn't sign one or the other. I think he signed every single one of them. So smash and, and grab. And it's, uh, you know, I mean, hopefully some of these things are going to be able to be undone as more Democrats take power within the House. But I, I think their House is still controlled Republican. Yep. So it's not like they're going to be undone just because they have a Democratic governor because they won't bring up a bill. Right. So it's, it's, it's going to have to take, you know, the redistricting done. That, that has to get completed before the next election. And then even where the Republicans still have a fair amount of votes, a fair, a fair amount of voters, um, they got to get them out of there. It's yep. just it's 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 not democracy. And I was wondering after I heard that he signed them, 
I wondered if, if Snyder was thinking, you know, that gives me a little bit more incentive to follow suit. Because he might they, be looking at the press they about had, it. They had him on the news a couple nights this week, and and he will not. Right. Give you any indication what he's I think doing, he's which I don't some like. Of them. He's going to sign some of them. He did say something um, to the effect of it's what it's it's what Republican voters wanted or something, that, that it's good for what, you know. And, and there's those bills, and then we talked about the ones that are on process. And, and, yeah. and the process ones yeah, that, upset me more than right. the, the no, ones that exactly they could have done right. any time during their tenure. Um, and then also in the news today, <clears throat> Well, we're just learning a lot more about this seven-year-old girl who died in the hands of um, uh, Customs Border Patrol. And, um, you know, it's a tragic situation. Um, but and, you know what? You knew it was going to happen. Yeah. It was just like yep. just waiting for it with all those kids involved and, and just the condition. Well, this is the second death of someone in their custody. There's been another one a couple months ago in the camp, I believe. But... You know, this one's there's a lot of there's a lot of pieces to this story because you know uh, uh, customs only had them in their in their control for uh, a couple of hours. It's like but eight the, hours. the seven year old went without medical treatment for about ninety minutes. Could have that ninety minutes saved her life? I, for things like dehydration and malnutrition, I kind of believe that, that that's an important ninety minutes. Um, but in the larger uh, in the in the larger um, scope. That was, um, you know, what? Why is this happening? What are the conditions that have, you know, created this kind of problem? And and that has to be be looked at. So. And the uh, <clears throat> homeland security, she blamed. Yeah, you know, she blamed the parents. She blamed the parents. And the parents are trying to make, you know, bad. De- they're, they're trying to make decisions that are. are they're, they're bad decisions either way, right? We stay in Guatemala where our family is being threatened by gang violence and drug violence all day long, or we take this trek, bring in our kids up here and all the perils of the trek, and then we get to the U.S. And, I, again, I heard something, read something about they went to a, a port of entry that has now been closed, so that created additional hardship on them trying to enter into the U.S. They had to enter illegally. Um, so things like that. Just, well, they would have read that in the newspaper, correct? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just curious. Uh, Fox News. No, Fox, Fox News, News covered it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, a couple of quick fact checks from last week. Uh, Shameless, uh, our special guest, she brought up the idea of uh, that it was Engler who subverted the will of the people regarding uh, the sales tax hike. Uh, not quite right. Uh, he did a lot of bad things, but <laughs> uh, voters did pass Proposal A. Uh, that was on the ballot. And I do kind of recall that that happening, and, and that was kind of a big deal. That was like a lost memory to me, but then when she brought it up, it's just like, oh, yeah, I remember that. From 4 to 6%, yeah, 50% yeah. <clears throat> increase. They're still there. Uh, um, 6%. We talked about in uh, 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 Baby, It's Cold Outside, the, the cultural movement that we have started. Um, the Elf, the song in Elf, a second Elf reference already tonight. The song in Elf with uh, Zoe does contain the original lyrics, so they didn't they didn't uh, try and you know they didn't swallow uh, any keys. Me to it up. No, no, <laughs> they kept the original lyrics. Uh, and and the the last fact check, I gotta call you out on this one, Fred. Okay, bring it. <laughs> okay, I said. I said the version that we were listening to was Johnny Mercer and Margaret Whiting. Oh. And you said 
you had been to Johnny Mercer's grave, and I thought that was sort of a randomness. And I, I had been. Just, I told you the wrong city. I was there. I could show you a picture right now. Okay. Oh, okay. I've been there. I just, it, I was thinking it was when we were at the cemetery Hollywood Forever out in California. Because that's we, what you said. Well, right. I know I did. But then <laughs> after we were corrected, it's like, oh, yeah, we were down in Savannah this year as well. And that's where we saw him. We saw him in Savannah. All right. So you did. I'm like, how did. Okay, that makes sense to me. Oh, now. yeah. I'm pulling Johnny Mercer out of my ass. No, well, man. I don't know who this guy is. I'm like, he died. He wasn't out in L.A. He was. He, he's buried in St. Bonaventure in, in Georgia. Yeah, yeah. We we were we went down to Florida for a vacation, and we we spent a night in Savannah. So why did you go see Johnny Mercer's grave at St. Because Bonaventure that, in that Georgia? Because that St. Bonaventure is it's like going to a museum. The it is one of the most gorgeous cemeteries you'll ever see. It's it's beautiful, right. picturesque. Right. So I can only call you halfway out for having the wrong state, but you did, in fact, visit his grave. I did. I right. In fact, the pictures were posted. I just I thought it was see. a picture. No, no, no. I just is. thought it was a photo of his grave. I could pull it up right no, now. No, 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 <laughs> no. Yes, I, I had the, the city and state wrong, but I saw it. All right. Wouldn't lie about that. Hey, before we get started talking about collusion, um, there's been two things that have been, been kind of been bouncing around in my brain that I I haven't been able to shake. Now, one of them I I've purposely not even done a search on. To I, I just kind of wanted to throw this out to to you guys today. Okay. We all know and believe that you know Saudis and MBS killed Khashoggi. Oh, right. That's that's yep. That's not even up for debate anymore. Nobs, you agree? Yeah. Okay. Why? 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 Why do we believe it? No. Why did he kill him? Well, silence there. See, and and and, and do you, do you, have you looked into this at all? Well, no. I mean, I've, I've taken at face value the reports I've heard that they were trying to silence him. Because he was outspoken against yeah, the kingdom and all that. Yeah, that doesn't wash with me. No? Like, there's lots of people that are outspoken against the kingdom. And he wasn't even in the kingdom, right? He was in Turkey. I, I just, that to me doesn't rise to the level of assassination for that. I, I just, I, I mean, maybe it does. And maybe I'm I, I'm showing some naivety regarding the Saudi Arabian royal family and, and their hold on people. But there's got to be something more there. I just feel like there's some reporting that has to happen because that was a pretty overt assassination. Yeah. Like, like they were going to get caught. There, it wasn't going to go unnoticed, right? So, you know, there had to be a really good reason to take him out in that way. And, you know, just writing news articles about corruption in the Saudi government, I, that, that doesn't pass my test. But don't you think that... The fact that they knew they'd get caught and it would be such a scandal is it's a way to send a, a loud and clear message to anybody else who would even consider Yeah, but that. I think they do that every day kind of on the streets of Saudi, right? I mean, if you're, you know, if you're, if, if you're uh, um, a known, you know, instigator against the, against the government, you, you, you're, you know, you're going to get flogged publicly or you're going to go missing or whatever i just i just feel like this one was so high profile you know 
And, and, and maybe in the darkest corners of the web, there's some like crazy conspiracy theories about why he was killed. You know, probably have something to do with Clinton cash. But, <laughs> but, but I just, I, I haven't been able to let that go really. Because it just doesn't, you know, the what has been the big news. The why has not been any news whatsoever. Well, very little, very little news on the why. Now, what what if you take it from the standpoint that maybe Saudi Arabia, like Russia and China, have something over us, and maybe it was just a way to shove it in our face and show us that they're going to kind of push us around and and make this. Yeah, that's big... tragic. I mean, to do that to that guy, yeah. I mean, that that, that that's a possibility. Do, do you know what you I'm know? saying? I, I mean, it's just and... like all right, the U.S. is the only one that can really control us. But we've got X amount of uh, compromat against, I don't know what they call it in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, but right. You know what I'm <laughs> right, saying? right. Yeah. Against Trump. Let's see how far we can push the envelope. And, and just the mentality of that regime over there, it's like, well, let's go big or go home. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know, but you, you got me thinking about it. It's like, well, why not? That's as good as explanation as anything well, else. Well, you know, as we'll talk about. In, in, in our no collusion segment, um, so much comes down to the most obvious reason is the reason, Occam's razor, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's and, – and, and, and that's what I, I, I think the, the whole – all the Trump and Mueller scandals are about as well. Um, so I – yeah, may, maybe it's just as obvious as that. But I don't know. I, I still find it a little odd that there isn't more reporting as to – what were some of the motivations? And anytime you have crime, the motivation is always something that prosecutors or reporters are looking for. That's, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, what I was guess. the motive? Yeah. You know, I hadn't really thought about it. That, it's very interesting. Yeah. My, my second question I will save because <clears throat> now we'll get right into the topic about collusion. And I'll save it towards the end of it. So hopefully I can remember because it, it does kind of tag on to that. Okay. Um. Uh, it's. I, I don't really know where to begin because the Mueller investigation is so big. It's bigly, and it's got it's ever changing. Um, it's it's a monster, and it, it it just has so many different tentacles to it. Um, but one of the things that had really bothered me in talking to the Trumpster world is this idea where, and certainly from fearless leader Pinocchio, uh, no collusion. There was collusion. Oh, absolutely. Are you it, kidding? It, 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 it's right out there in plain sight. So, I, I, you know, I kind of want to put to bed this notion of no collusion. That's, that's kind of where I thought, you know, we would at least try and tackle a little bit of, of this topic in the Mueller investigation, because everything else is almost speculation at this point, other than the indictments. Well, right? let's <clears throat> let's define our terms. Collusion. Is it a crime? It, technically, it is not a crime. Right. And and I think that's where the media has kind of let this go in ways that they shouldn't, because collusion was the word that everyone started talking about. And what they really started, should have talked about right away was conspiracy. And had the word conspiracy uh, been the the cry, the battle cry of the anti-Trumpsters, the never-Trumpsters, 
I think this would already have a lot more legs. I think it would probably already have a lot more um, momentum behind it to get him out of office. Yep. And, and he's used that word collusion just for that fact mm-hmm. that it isn't a crime. And I guess when he says no collusion, no collusion, he's, maybe he's essentially right. But conspiracy? Right. But if we were to look up the definition of collusion, and we're not going to do that, but if we were to, to if we were, we, you know, we, we know how it would be defined. And the contacts of people within his orbit, within the campaign, within the administration, with Russia, only proves how much collusion there was. Attaching to the crime is another matter altogether. But, you know... There are now 16, I think, was the number that I saw people that have had known connections, meetings, um, contact, co- contact with Russians, which is yep. just a crazy amount. And these are not even people on the fringe. These are people that were really part of the Trump election and uh, administration. The administration, um, the um, transition team. The current yep. bunch, yep. yep. the inner and, circle. And of the 16, that doesn't include the Russian actors, like the 12 or whatever it was that have already been Ooh. indicted by Mueller. Are those the 12 angry Democrats? <laughs> no? Oh, no, these are the Russians. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, or, or like uh, Maria Butina, who we were talking about earlier. Um, well, people listening wouldn't know what we were talking about earlier but while we were enjoying, we were while we were enjoying our pizza we were talking about maria butina and that's like a whole separate thing like that just shows you how much that russia wanted to be a part of this election they weren't just working the trump angle we'll work the nra angle we'll work the house republican angle we'll work the house you know the republican senate angle we're gonna you know put in maria butina and who knows how many others you know, they, they really felt that in 2016 they had an opportunity to, to influence our election and to probably buy access and gain leverage. And I think that's what their angle was about the, about the whole thing. Do you think with the Butina pleading guilty yesterday, there's some Senate and House members that are squirming a little bit now that... She's going to flip because there there might be. You think of all all the politicians who get fed, spoon fed from the NRA, and that's where the money was apparently flowing through. Yep. I'm thinking there's some people sweating it that were thinking they were under the radar. And, you know, the president has the spotlight on him and they're kind of in the shadows hiding. But now this might be the same situation up with members of the House and of the Senate. So this is going to prove to be very interesting, especially to see if there's some cross-pollination between the Mueller thing. That'll be nuts if that happens. And and the Butina thing. Yeah. I I mean, there's that one little weird clip where she was the first one to ask the presidents a question about sanctions and about Russia. He picked her right out of the crowd. It was amazing, spectacular. Well, what are the odds? Well, the odds. I he, ask you. The, the odds that he would pick out a female redhead, foreign-looking person that that does make the odds a little higher, right? If if she was he going to marry her? If, if 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 she looked a little different, okay, I'm you know, pushing the boundaries right, here, okay. Right. But you know, 
he probably wouldn't have called on her, maybe. But but I do I, I do think that he may have very well been prodded to call on her. Th- that seemed very strange. It seems it's, it he seems turned scary. right towards her and kind of yeah did you know I'm pointing. He pointed at the audience and there she was. And then sending a signal back to Moscow saying we're going to go easy on sanctions. Yep. <clears throat> and and that's what this is really all about, right? I mean, it, you know, I I mentioned Occam's razor. This whole thing falls together so neatly. The Russians want ease of sanctions, particularly right. the Magnitsky Act. Yep, the because Magnitsky. that's tied up billions, certainly millions, hundreds of millions of dollars from oligarchs who can't touch that money because of that sanction. Yep, and they want that, right? So then they find a willing dupe, and then they get a gift because then when all these players start lying about their contacts when they don't have to, now they have leverage. Yep. Now they're compromised, right? You, you, you know, almost everything Michael Flynn did was legal. And acceptable if, if he would have done what? Reported it. Told the truth and reported Even if he would have not reported it and later told the truth about it, you know. Yeah, because the, the guy he spoke to was an ambassador. And, right. And he was in a position where that, and he that's could, fairly and, normal. And he, and he can say, we're looking at what we can do to ease sanctions. That's part of diplomacy, right? Sure. You know, when you look at Michael Flynn, Donald Trump Jr., George Papadopoulos, Michael Cohen, they all just lied about all of these Russian contacts. Why the lie? You know, again, what is the most obvious reason? Because they're trying to cover something up. And I I think around this table, we all have a really good idea of what they're trying to cover up for. Dinero. Yeah. Rubles. What what is it in Russia? Um, I don't know. I don't know the monetary name. Rupee. Rupee? No, that's India, isn't it? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Rubles? Uh We'll have to check that out. I see, I, I see knobs clacking away over there. Um, <laughs> Help us, knobs. But we know we're drawn. What? It's a ruble. Oh, it ruble. is ruble. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Ten four. Woohoo! <clears throat> Score, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, wh- wh- just why the lying? Why the lying? And and I've said all along that I think the reason that Trump has played nice with Russia was not because they had the compromise yet. I mean, they might have the PP tape, but it's not out of the bounds of you know possibility plausibility right trump may or may not know they do but set that aside it's always about he's wanted to keep his brand alive i think the same thing with the saudis his brand is dead in the u.s i i really think that it is i I, you know 40 percent of the people or whatever that are still behind trump they're not spending money on trump products i i just don't think that they that they're going to do that other than cheap red hats (sighs) yep but he, he he was trying to carry weight in saudi arabia and Russia and places like Turkey, you know, and South uh, or Philippines, you know, where there's other dictators and he still has some level of appeal and he wants to build hotels or license his products out. And that I've, I've always said that's really the reason that he wants to play nice with Russia. He's just thinking of business ventures outside. Yep. You know, he wanted that tallest building in the world, Trump Tower, Moscow. And- yeah. And all that licensing to use his name, hundreds of millions of dollars of income. That's what it was all about from the start. 
and, and, still and, is. And, and, and it still is. And that's when you you look at you that know, hasn't what, changed. What what you know the the big revelation on Cohen is that those business dealings were supposed to be done in January of 2016, and they kept right on through until June, June or July. That's when yeah. it kind of fell apart, right? Yeah. It was June. Yeah. And they were full-blown in the campaign at that point. Mm-hmm. And he just kept telling everyone that he has no business dealings with Russia, which, you know, again, you're, you're parsing words, you know, saying that you don't have any, saying that you're seeking. It would have been great to know, and I think the American people should have known, why Trump might play favorites to some of our biggest adversaries or even some of our pseudo-allies like Saudi Arabia. Well, and, and, and then you can also tack on the fact that uh, apparently Trump was going to give Putin a $50 million um, yeah. penthouse right. in that hotel right. as part of payoff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. You know, it's it's all about the money with this guy and that. That's and the, and the other guys and, and Putin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Right. That's what these guys are all about. It, it's all about money. And, and then you have the hangers on like Manafort and Cohen who are, you know, trying to pick up the scraps of 50 million bucks, which is some pretty sizable scraps. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, you know what I need? Bottoms up. Bottoms up. One of the things that I find really fascinating about all the recent developments is uh, all of these things that Mueller is now coming out with and settling on pleas have all come after he received Trump's written answers. That triggered. And That triggered something. That I, and I think now he's got the proof of what he needs to say, okay, here's what we know is truth and here's what we know is lie. And I... There's a part of me that says Trump's lawyers are smart enough to tell the truth on those things. And that's why he's going after these other players. I don't know, is Trump so stupid to lie in writing to the investigators? To to, to tell Mueller, I stopped trying to build a hotel or seek a deal to build a hotel in Moscow in January. Because that was a question. And I, 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 I don't know that part of Mueller's evidence against Cohen is the fact that maybe Trump came clean. You see what I mean? So yeah. Trump says, no, we worked on this till July, and then he's got more ammunition against Cohen. Or does Trump maintain the lie? Because Cohen is saying that he vetted his lies with Trump before he told them. Right, right, exactly. You know, so now you got like this whole sort of, you know, kind of which way does everybody go <laughs> kind of answers, right? But I, I don't know that, 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 that Trump is stupid enough to, to lie, but he probably is. I'm banking on it. <laughs> I, I sometimes think he, he's so stupid and lies so much. I don't know that he knows what's true or not. <clears throat> I mean, well, that's what his lawyer said when they prepped him for um, a meeting, you know, with a live meeting. And that's where they said, no, we can't do that. We can't do a, We can't do an interview with Mueller because he's incapable of telling the truth. But putting in writing is different. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I've said before, I, 
I would pay a fair amount of money to see a face-to-face -face between <laughs> Trump and Mueller. <laughs> that would be hysterical. Uh, you know what? I, I wanted to kind of um, just backtrack a little bit back to the point you made about the 16 people that had contacts mm -hmm. that are known contacts, and, and they, they keep saying there's no collusion, no collusion, no collusion. In all of those contacts that were made, they never once reported any of it to the intelligence community or the FBI, which they could have. Correct. Which, which could have made the optics of all this a right. lot different. The Trump they they might have saved themselves some, some problems if they would have just yep. honestly reported, hey, these people have approached us about this, but we're not touching it. Blah blah blah. It's a, it's a. It's they would a, have done themselves a big favor. It's a, it's a foreign adversary, and you know you can make the case it's our biggest foreign adversary in many ways politically. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and and so the Trump Tower meeting, you know, Don Jr. gets an invite for some Hillary dirt, you know, whatever that meeting turned out to be, whatever. But it was an adoption. Most, well, maybe. Mo, you know, I don't want to say most politicians, but many politicians are going to say, hey, maybe this is something that the FBI would want, you know, would be interested in. You know, Papadopoulos, you know, he had that professor tell him, I, there's dirt on Hillary and I can help you get it. He didn't, he didn't decide. He, he, who he elevated it to is a question. Yep. But whoever he elevated it to didn't turn around and say, let's bring the FBI in. You know, the FBI has discovered this and the Mueller investigation has discovered this all through their own investigation and you know throughout the whole campaign they just never decided to, to to say hey you know we get a sense here the russians are trying to infiltrate our campaign or this election when it was pretty obvious to them yeah i mean they could have saved themselves a lot of headaches yeah. the, the other the other thing that just drives me wild when it comes to conversations on collusion uh, with Trumpsters is this idea, you know, first they say that there's no collusion and then we you know, talk about, you know, this and that and this person and that meeting. And then there's like, but that's not proof. And, and I'm, I, like, what do they, what do they want as proof? I will tell you, <laughs> this is verbatim from a workmate of mine that I talk to about this kind of stuff every day. You know what he keeps saying to me? Show me the dress. Oh. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. That's out of his mouth. And you know who you are. And he listens to us, by the way. Uh, he keeps saying, show me the dress. So that's the level of that, proof. That's the litmus mm -hmm. test. They have to have the DNA dress. There's got to be DNA in order, to, in order to, to be proof in their minds. It's just crazy. It's, it's, it's and, absurd. And first of all, proof is really something that comes out. I love you, man, but you're absurd. <laughs> Truth, proof is something that comes out of court of law. What you look at and what the public looks at and what we look at is evidence. And there's this confluence oftentimes between proof and evidence. There's tons and tons of evidence. Every redacted bar on a, on a Mueller <laughs> court document is evidence. Yep. <laughs> Not just the ones we can read. Everything that is redacted is some level of evidence 
of some criminal wrongdoing between the Trump organization and Russia. <laughs> it just is, right? That's that's evidence, right? And they're going through the Sharpies pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. They're burning them up. <clears throat> So, yeah, that just drives me crazy what the, the definition of, of proof is. Um, show me the dress. Yeah. It used to be show me the money, now it's show me the dress. Do you think at this point Mueller is safe? Kind of feeling that he is. I, I kind of feel the same. I, I get the feeling that, that maybe they've got things under control with the acting AG that maybe he has recused himself and he's just... Not making it public. They say Rosenstein's still in, that's what I'm, in that's, charge. That was my point. Yep. Is It seems like R- Rosenstein is still running things. And you, you, you see what's coming out in these court documents, and you'd think it'd be squashed or squelched. Yeah. But I don't know. The black lines keep coming out, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of redactions, and that's good. Yeah, I, I, and I think with Cohen tumbling... I think it would just be that much more politically toxic if he tried to remove Mueller now. I think people are starting to see, even the Trumpsters, there's something really going on here. You know what I mean? Whether they like it or not, or think it's, whether they're connecting the dots to the president, you know, there's plausible deniability. There's, uh, you know, uh, uh, when your mind just doesn't want to see what's available to you. What is that? Uh, cognitive dissonance. There's all that happening. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, 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 there's those people that are going to ignore all of those facts. But I think there's a, a certain segment that they would even be alarmed right now if he tried to take Mueller out. And I, I, don't, I don't see that happening. Well, like not, my, not at this point. My friend that's asking for the dress, I, I, I keep saying to the to him and others that I argue with on social media that I have their mental health <laughs> as an important thing to me. And I said, you guys really need to start accepting some of this stuff because it's coming and I don't want you to be crushed. As much as I disagree with you, you're still my friend. I care about you, but you're wrong. And you, you yeah. need to start accepting. You need to come to Jesus, small J. <laughs> And start realizing what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so here's my other question that I've been kind of floating around in my mind, and, and as it relates to this, could Trump get a fair trial in the Senate? No. Oh, it, you mean if, if he could were Trump in, get a fair trial if he were to be indicted. ejected out of the presidency? Yeah. <sighs> now, what do you think? I, I want to say yes. I, I, I'm not convinced that he could get a fair trial. I mean, I, uh, I, I think if it ever got to that point, I know that, you know, he's guilty. I mean, he's, already, he's guilty of so much. He should have been in jail years and years and years ago if people prosecuted white-collar crimes in New York like they should have. But, but, I, but it's, I don't know that you can find 12 completely unbiased people. Even though the Trumpsters are supposed to be 40% of the country, just by numbers, you don't think you can get a fair jury so 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 you have you so you have uh you know whatever 40 percent of 12 is right so so you got five you got you got five trumpsters and and, and seven never trumpers 
It's a hung jury. What do you think, Nobs? Where do you find a jury of his peers? <laughs> New Jersey. New Jersey. <laughs> wow, that's a good question. Oh, my God. We have a new topic. <laughs> uh, Wilbur Ross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve Mnuchin. Um, that's true. All right, where, where, where would they try him? Probably New York, right? That's where it appears that most of the... Yeah. Truly damaging things are coming out of the Southern District of right. New York. So, hmm. I mean, maybe we're going to get to that place someday. I, I just been, it's, it's just been. I some, hope so. But I, 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 I just, I just, you know, look, look at the, the the Manafort case, right? There was one juror that 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 was going to hold out, no matter what, against the the most egregious of 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 his charges. So there was what. He was convicted of eight, and there was... I think 10 of 18. Four that they didn't get. They were hung because of that. No, there was only one. There was only one holdout. No, 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 I'm not sure. I'm talking counts. No, there was 18 counts, and he was... I thought he was convicted of 10. No, eight. He was convicted of eight, and the 10 were the ones he wasn't. Okay. We'll fact check it, but... Yeah, we don't, yeah. But anyway... And it was all because of one juror. The right. other jurors were, they, they didn't even need much deliberation. And, and that guy wasn't going to change his mind because he was a Trumpster. So you believe that if we go to a trial. If it ever came to that. That he's just going to get crushed and can't get a fair trial. I just don't, I, I'm just not sure that you can, you can find 12 people that can say, uh, I can look at this completely independently. I don't know. I just, I just bring it up because. He's the he 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 he's the flashpoint of our polarization. You know what I think it might come down right, to. If if, if 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 it happens to Manafort, it's going to happen to Trump. You know what I think it'll really come down to. You know, the more I think about it, the depth of how horrible the things he has done. The be, no, be, the evidence. If, sure. Well, I'm just saying we know what we know, and we don't know what we don't know at this point. But when it all you, comes when it all comes out, I mean, truly, if there's deep seated, really bad things between us and the Russians, the depth of his depravity may determine the answer to your question. Is my point? Yeah. If they don't get him, I mean, maybe they got him on some things where he's broken the law. Yes, he's going to trial. But if he's got some super bad things, you know, the bodies. Yeah, that may be the answer to your question. It might be gauged against how how bad the things he's done really are. I don't know. Just some something about. Yeah, maybe there's not an answer at this point. Yeah. Time for another beer. It is absolutely. Let the grassy troll look in the treasure trove and see what we got available. All right, let's see here. Ah. This one is called the Chubby Squirrel. It's a spiced amber ale, and it hails from Right Brain Brewery. I don't know if I like Traverse the beer City. more than the names and the labels. <laughs> I I'm, know. I, ever since we started this, I'm paying so much attention to the names and the labels. I, I, I think it's something I'm really enjoying about my own participation in the beer reviews. Absolutely. I mean, I, there's some I, I creative stuff out there. I haven't paid that much attention to them before. Uh, certainly, I've been drinking a lot more craft beers 
just since we started this. Um, but uh, I'm fascinated by the names and the labels. Yeah. And, and, and this one in particular, uh, uh, I, I was told not to read it. Uh, so I won't, but it's got a, a pretty lengthy story on the on the label about uh, Chubby. Uh, but I could go on about how we have our own pet squirrel. <laughs> Do tell. A uh, buddy. Okay, buddy. Let's hear about uh, buddy. So, so the, the girlfriend feeds Buddy every day, and buddy, buddy knows chubby? his name, and he's chubbier than the other squirrels because <laughs> he knows where to get his food. All right. He's come dangerously close to coming into the house to get his food, <laughs> as far as even like, you know, three paws worth <laughs> through the door wall. Uh, so uh, I, I think she will... Um, uh, get a kick out of our our beer, our second beer of the night being the Chubby Squirrel. Yeah, and th- this comes from uh, Right Brain Brewery, which is up in uh, Traverse City, Michigan. And uh, if you ever get the chance to go to Traverse City, if you're in our fair state, you will not be disappointed. It's, it's get them a open. beautiful location. It's up on Lake Michigan, and there's so much to do. Beer drinking, wine tasting, there's great sand dunes. Woohoo! You know, like we've been there several times. Ah. <laughs> to Right Brain itself, actually. Oh, Right Brain, yeah. yeah. And uh, Waffle Burger, they have. That's what they're known for up there as well at Right Brain. At Right Brain, yeah. I've never eaten there. Just I've never drink. had a Waffle Burger. So, yeah. all right. Well, yeah. let's give this Bottoms spiced up. amber ale a shot. It's a nice contrast to the last beer, especially since they're along the same lines. So you kind of get to, you know, it's, 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 it's sort of a, a tasting test, right? Mm-hmm. If it was an IPA or a stout, it wouldn't be as easy to compare the two. But I can easily compare the two. Yep. And? I like it. It's a little bit more subtle than the previous one. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, uh, we, we, I we like think the, the same. There's no Tootsie Roll. No, I do. no there's no, there no chocolate. Lots of different spice going on here, hmm. um, but it's it it's it's more mellow than what I was expecting based on the name and the label and the ingredients. You know, it's not as hearty as uh, the uh, the trout or whatever it was the first, first brown. brown. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, you know, it's very drinkable. What you know, would, it's a nice thirst quencher, actually. What would you call that? You know, like when you drink ginger ale. And it has that high carbonation feel to it. Yeah. This kind carbonation. of Carbonation. I know it's carbonation, but <laughs> there's got to be a beer term. Fizz. Fizz. I, oh, forget <laughs> it. It's got that, in uh, my opinion. But I think that's because, well, it's the right temperature, yep. but it also uh, is very drinkable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he doesn't live that one down. Chubby squirrel. But you can see the difference between a brown ale and an amber ale also, with because the last one was much heartier that, that, uh, uh, more robust. Flavor. Yeah, uh, I was thinking like um, carbonation. Rustic, that rustic nuttiness is 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 the word I was looking for from the from the last beer. And uh, but but yeah, I'm 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 going thumbs up on this one again. I can't find anything wrong with it. Mm. I'd say it's for me as well. And there's something else that I really like. Uh, where'd the cap go? On the cap, it says "Keep beer curious." And I was uh, I was at uh, a local establishment last night, and we were talking about Right Brain Brewery, and uh, the uh, proprietor uh, 
had mentioned that Right Brain uh, does a lot of crazy flavors. That they do a lot of different things with beer, um, and that's kind of what they're known for. She also said their taps are incredible too, and the tap that they 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 had for the, for the physical tap. Yeah, yeah, it's a big monstrous thing. No, no, it was just uh, very artsy. Oh, yeah, okay. That's separating anyway. themselves from the crowd, right? So, uh, keep beer curious is a is a nice tagline. Yeah. <clears throat> and speaking of beer, uh, today at work, I, I introduced a friend of mine to our podcast, and uh, she really thought it was cool. And she she hates politics, no interest. And then what she did in turn is she suggested a beer that we tracked on that she had up in the UP, and I'm not going to mention what it is yet. Okay. But I thought it was very cool that she enjoyed the beer part. Didn't care much for the politics, like the culture. But she thought it would be fun to take one of these beers that she had up in the UP, which she really enjoyed, and she says you need to track it down and do a review on it. So anybody else out there that hears this, if you got something that's unique that we may not have heard of, by all means, pass it along. and uh, Put it on our Facebook page? Yeah, put it on the Facebook page. Bottoms we'll, up. We'll try and track it down and uh, give it a review. Bottoms so, up. So, so Fred, uh, you have uh, brought along something here yes, to it, share with, <coughs> the, uh, with the team. Yes. This it, is a wrapped up package. It is a Christmas gift for the team. Uh, I know what it is already. So, so let me explain what I'm looking at. It's a, it's a rectangular box. About two feet, maybe 30 inches long, and about four inches square around diameter. So um, Heavy, heavy hangover knobs. What do you think? And it, and it barely weighs anything. Yeah, it's rather light. Yeah. I, got, I got him a box of air. So, you know, uh, I have always based the value of gifts on their weight. Mm-hmm. So that, you're I'm, the heavy, heavy hangover I'm, guy. I'm, eh? I'm thinking this is probably pretty cheap. Okay. Okay, let's see it. Dynamite comes in small well packages. Oh, wait a minute. <clears throat> okay. We don't want to keep the fans waiting. Oh, here. There's paper in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all you need for right now. Oh, okay. So, it, oh. <laughs> for the studio. <laughs> this is so awesome. <laughs> it is a banner of our logo, and it is terrific. It's two feet by two feet extra heavy special vinyl and it looks just like our logo on our facebook page we will take a picture of this and put it on the facebook page this john lennon crap's going away (laughs) Uh, john lennon's not going anywhere we'll figure something out merry christmas you guys so that's awesome awesome. fred good stuff yeah i ran across this i go i gotta go this way so yeah put it on the floor bottoms up to that eh bottoms up merry christmas yeah great like more official than anything else. I think it's awesome. Well, well now I, I it, you're I not going to cry, are you? Well, no, but I feel bad about maybe today's topic now. <laughs> uh, uh, I guess it was. And what last, would that be? Last week, I came across this article that said beards aren't cool anymore in uh, Vice.com. Yes. And obviously, the article was about the, the, the beard trend. And now, in full disclosure, uh, all of us do have facial hair. Um, I have uh, kind of a goatee thing, actually, as I researched beards. Aren't those called a Van Dyke? Um, uh, what I found they call it is a 
circular beard, short stubble, extended goatee. <laughs> we got beers. <laughs> and and uh, uh, bottoms up. Okay, I'm out of that one. No. Uh, and 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 knobs and uh, Fred uh, both have beards. Yeah. Beards, yeah, real beards, real, real, real beards. But we all do have facial hair, and uh, so this article kind of went on to talk about the trend, and is it over? It was kind of a, I, 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 I did a <clears throat> double take on the title before we we went on air today because I wanted to see if they put a question mark at the end of the title of the of the article, and they didn't. So. Well, the authors all had beards or facial hair, yes. didn't they? Yeah. Okay, yeah. go ahead. It, well, no, I mean, it's it's just about whether something that was once a sign of expression, of self-expression and individuality, is it now just a matter of conformity because of so many guys with beards now. You think this is coming from the hipster movement or something? Yeah, absolutely, that's kind of hipster, you know. please. So, what do what do you think now about you know wearing your beard? Do you feel like you were were you on that train early? Did you get on board? Do you feel like people it's too prevalent as well as you? Knobs, I don't think I got on it early. I think I got on it kind of midstream because this is probably. Four or four and a half years. So that's right at the. So is is that the episode? I read two two articles that put it at 2013. Okay. That the 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 the, the beard trend took off at 2013. So that's five years. Yeah. When did Tinder take off? I've never been. Right around 2013. I don't know. I'm not even 100 <laughs> sure what it is. I think <laughs> I think I think that it coincides with, with the with the swipe right movement. Oh, he's got a beard. He must be virile. Girl, you know what? What's the what's the word I'm looking for? Because you know there is the masculinity to it. And yeah, all I know exactly what you mean yeah. by that. I mean that's that's part of the the psychology behind attractiveness to to beards or whatnot. But I, I've heard it stated like there's a subconscious like dominance over people that have clean shaven faces. But I, I don't know how much I put stock in that i don't feel dominant over people because i have a beard <laughs> why did you grow it why did i grow it well actually i've always been kind of fond of them but it seemed like every time i grew a beard <clears throat> at about two or three weeks the itching was so horrible i wanted to claw my face off i couldn't take it and before i grew this one actually i had only grown one beard in my whole life so long story short my nephew who who is a bearded gentleman, huge beard. He started for some reason, and he challenged me to do it. I think it was a no-shave November thing. Uh I said, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And for some bizarre reason, I got like a month into it. It wasn't itching at all. So I'm challenged with growing hair on my head, and all of a sudden I find this place where it'll grow. I went with it. And I've actually only shaved once in probably the last... Yeah, I remember Before, when you when you when last you Christmas I went clean and yeah. it was bizarre it, and 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 it shocked people. It shocked me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you? What about you, knobs? What what what's the story behind your your growth? Laziness. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to shave anymore. I, I mean, well, I do hate shaving, with, but that's with, not why I have a beard. With my whatever we call this thing, right? It, it mostly comes out of laziness. You know, mm-hmm. even just having a goatee. 
uh, or a circular goatee extended. Van Dyke. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, um, that's just that much less that I that I have to shave, you know. But I, I don't. The, I, I like the laziness part of it, but that's not one of my reasons, I guess. So so back to the trend. Um, what the article and and that article was uh, citing <clears throat> a article that was written from the Wall Street Journal, so they were kind of piggybacking on one another. It was about why is this trend seem to be sticking around longer than other fashion trends? Yeah, because fashion trends are normally pretty flash right. in the pan, right. here now, and then gone. And, and so this has been around for five years, and what has changed is uh, the beards have gotten shorter and a little bit more cropped. That's kind of what if you look at the fashion magazines and the runway models and whatnot, but that's that's kind of the the trend, and will they keep getting shorter until? You know, but that's, you know, five years for a beard trend is not very long. Like, you know, most beard trends have lasted in history, have lasted decades, even, you know, you know, millennials, you know. Um, well, that's what we're doing. So Nobs and I, <laughs> we're on that track. You know, you know, they were really popular in the 16th century mm-hmm. and the 17th century. But then if you look at the 18th century, the 1700s. You don't see any beards in like founding father photos or anything like that, right? I mean, nope. um, so then they were sort of out of vogue because the, how do they put it? The the frops and the wigs and the, 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 the pinky out, you know, that is what was considered attractive back then. And then they kind of came back in, in the 18th century, you think about Civil War era, and then even into the 20th century or the 19th century, Civil War era. And then the 20th century, um, you know, in the early part of the 20th century, beards were, but it became more mixed. So this trend seems to, you know, maybe it's maybe it's got those same kind of legs where it's going to be decades old. Um, and um, in my research, I wanted to look at, you know, good beards and bad beards. Uh, worst Hollywood beard, in my opinion. DiCaprio? His is bad. His is bad. James Franco. <laughs> He's got kind of one of those wispy ones, it, right? It, it, it yeah. wants to be a beard. But yet he sticks with it. He wears in and, these. And well, he the, is James Franco. The, the, the mustache, too. It's, it's horrendous. You can see through it. You can see. You can imagine him without it. <laughs> Does there, he have a non-extended goatee? Uh, he just has whatever sort of popping out of his skin. That's what's. But he but he sticks with it, you know. <laughs> you know, for for me, where I look at the where I where I think maybe the beard movement has uh, jumped the shark is when I saw recently David Letterman. Oh, he looked like a hobo, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's when I'm kind of thinking: is this beard thing going too far <laughs> for too many? To think that that looks good on a guy like David Letterman. And, and you know the thing about Letterman? He was unrecognizable. Right. But think about him pre-beard. Would you ever guess he could grow a beard like that? I mean, no. that was a but I, beard. But I don't, I don't know that I, I, I would have ever guessed that you could have, you know, managed that. <laughs> well, like without, I, without seeing it. Like, like oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. And, you know, every month, my facial wow. hair doesn't grow that quick. Like, when I was shaving clean or close to clean, like you, I would basically only shave once a week. So I think when it really took off, be honest with you, and I don't know if it's true or not, is when I went gray. 
it seems like this hair grows faster and it's coarser because the beard I did grow when I was younger, when I had brown hair, it wasn't nearly this thick in this fall and didn't grow like this. So I think might have a little to do with the gray hair. I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. I suppose we could check that, but... But Letterman, I'd never picture him growing a beard like that because that was a, it was huge. Yeah, no, it was, it was like I said, it was, it was shocking, and that's when, when I kind of thought, well, maybe if he's if he's using it as a fashion uh, point, a fashion statement, maybe it's run its course. <laughs> I just think he's retired of being lazy. <laughs> it's all about being lazy. No, it's not about being lazy. It's about being laid. <laughs> and we all know that. That's what facial hair is about. It's all about bottoms. It's all about what the ladies think. And what do the ladies think? You might ask. The I think man. since I've grown a beard, I don't get many looks anymore. <laughs> I was borderline before, but I think the beards kind of put the the kiss of death on me. I no longer belong on that hotness chart anymore. <laughs> I was barely hanging on as it was. Um. So the stat man found some interesting things here. I tell you what I was surprised about doing research on this topic. First is, oh, can I can I stop you real quick? Of course, you can stop me. Just just on the the whole thing about getting chicks or whatever with the facial hair. And all the time I've had this beard. Has anyone ever swiped right on you? No, (laughs) I don't even know what Tinder is really. Ah, but you knew what that reference but was. But the closest thing I came to a compliment that the beard was good and maybe complimented me or whatever is I was told it suits me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I like that. At first I thought, well, that was nice. And then I thought, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> and it was from an attractive young lady. It suits you. and. I'm still sort of puzzled to this day. Of it suits what the she... grassy trolls, but it suits. <laughs> I don't know. Did it she see suits... you in your? Did she see you in your gnome costume? <laughs> yes, she has. Okay, but this was well, pre-gnome. That's, that's 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 why it suits you. Mm-hmm. But see, I, that's why I'm not sure I can agree with the part about the facial hair. Maybe when I was 30, if I'd have tried it then. But yeah. But, I mean, I'm not sure what about to think like about the, it now. The thirty-something, the twenty-something, the, 20 the well-groomed, the short hair, you know, hipster. The, the, it, 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 yeah. Sort of the hipster thing. Yeah. There, there are, there are professions where it's still not acceptable. Politicians, very few. Didn't Ted Cruz try one? Please, <laughs> hipster, please. <laughs> no, but didn't he? Didn't he try some facial hair recently? I don't remember seeing that. I thought I, or it was photoshopped. Uh, but you don't see it. You don't see it in politics. No, for whatever reason, never. Uh, corporate America is kind of iffy still on it. I mean, you know, ink is is kind of coming around to be acceptable in in in, in corporate world. Uh, and I think ink is probably more acceptable than facial hair. Um, and uh, uh, and also in the in law, not many lawyers will. We'll, we'll don the just those too. those eccentric weird ones. They'll have the hair all over the place, yeah. and they'll have this bizarre beard, yeah. but it just goes with their whole yeah. fashion motif. Yeah. So back to whether or not the chicks like it. Or okay, not. all right. So not chicks I, that I, I know. I, I found a couple of different polls. Um, one of them was like way out there because they were selling grooming, 
products. <laughs> so they're like 87% of all women prefer some facial hair, but that wouldn't make sense if you're... A wee bit of bias. If you're trying to sell them. So the, the, the best one I found was from a, a website called Prim and Prep. And I, they're also a grooming website, but they seem to be... They did a whole survey. Oh, I was going to say, um, two things I, I found interesting about the search. Uh, when I type in worst, worst beards comes up pretty quickly. Really? Yeah. So worst beards is kind of a thing. People are looking on the internet for worst beards. There's algorithms out there that hate us, knobs. And um, and then the other thing that was surprised me was given this trend and just, you know, given the plethora of beards that you see in fashion nowadays, there really wasn't that much information. Like on surveys and trends and data about, you know, number of guys that have beards and, you know, what women think about them and all of that. It was like... I was like looking for all this information for something that is very cultural today, and I, I was I was a little shocked that that it wasn't just jumping right off the internet at me. Hmm. But the one I did find that I thought was best was uh, primandprep.com. Fifty-seven uh, percent of women say facial hair is more attractive, and fifty percent say that clean shaven is more attractive. So it's not a hundred percent. It wasn't an either-or question. It's, do you find facial hair more attractive? 57% said yes. Do you find clean-shaven more attractive? 50% said less. Said said yes. So, you know, slightly more women do prefer facial hair of some kind. Um, and then, but at the same time, and this is where if you decide to don the beard, you are taking a risk. Because even though more women find it more attractive, more women find it less attractive. So 21% of women said facial hair is a turnoff versus only 7% of women said having a clean shaven face is a turnoff. Mm. So do you follow That's those three, kind of stats? Three times yeah. more. Yeah, so if you, so, so you're kind of playing the odds. If, if, if your goal of facial hair is you know to, uh, to, to get more swipe rights, then, um, you know, you've got upside, but you've also got a downside. So, hmm. Huh. And then my, my favorite chart, and I will put this on the Facebook page, was beard attractiveness graph. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not about what ladies think. I wasn't sure what this was. Okay, you got to follow it. You got to <laughs> okay. follow it, okay? You, you've got the more attractive beard and the less attractive beard. Right? Okay. And it's all done on the length of the beard. So stubble is attractive. Okay. Then after stubble, you get into patchy, right? So <laughs> patchy is not attractive. Now, after patchy, you get into the thin beard. Okay, I guess maybe that's the James Franco. It goes into the attractive group. But if you keep going, you fall into the unattractive group that says, I really need a shave. <laughs> <laughs> I see that a lot. Okay, but no, 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 no. You're not there. No, no, no not me. Oh. I said I see that yeah. a lot. Now, if you let, if you get past the, I obviously need a shave phase, then you go back up into the attractiveness level, and you have a beard. So the beard itself is attractive. But after that, after the standard beard length, <laughs> then you start getting into the unattractive length of terrorist, Orthodox Jew, <laughs> Amish. And Duck Dynasty cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> and those lengths fall well below the attractive 
line, and they don't get attractive again. I want to give a big bottoms up to the Gandalf who's topping the charts. Though. Well, that, that's right. <laughs> so they don't they don't get attractive again until you get up to the Gandalf length. Wow. So you go from Duck Dynasty cosplay, not attractive at all, to the Gandalf uh, level, and that becomes attractive again. Whoa. So <laughs> I was I was I did uh, cheat and I looked at your notes for this week and I saw this chart and I wasn't quite sure what it was trying to say, but. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, it took me a little while, a little while to figure it out myself. <clears throat> I didn't quite get. Well, was I Gandalf? I mean, my beard was down past my nipples. So. I, I, I no, I think you were Duck Dynasty cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't made Gandalf I, right. I, I, I don't think you're each Gandalf. Damn, quack, because, quack. Because, because what Gandalf has is the style too. There's a style to that. Beard. Well, that dude blows it out every day with the blow dryer and, and the, what was that round brush with that porcupine looking thing? He's blowing it out. You know he is because no huh. beard that long. That's that that's straight. part of the responsibility there. I guess. Hey, I groom all right. I keep it good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, my beard got down below my nipples, but. <laughs> Well, you gotta have something to gauge it against. We will not be posting a picture of that on the Facebook page. I wasn't to my belly button yet, so next landmark is see that's Gandalf. Is my nipples? (laughs) Anyways, stop saying that. And and I liked it that length, but the problem was is that life got very difficult. Every time I zip up a jacket or a (laughs) sweater, I get caught in. You know what was really weird? And this is something you probably don't think of. Living in Detroit, it should be thought of. My seatbelt would, as I pull yeah. it across my chest to buckle it in, catch it. It would catch my beard and it would pull my head sideways. Yeah. It was so annoying, and that was honestly one of the reasons that I shaved it that Christmas. I was so sick of zipping it in jackets, getting it caught in my seatbelt, yeah. and the other worst thing is eating because your beard has no nerves. You constantly will dip it in food and have no idea. Or there's idea. food in it. I mean, that's the, those no, are the cons. it's not food being dropped in it. Well, that would be my you, problem. You've got this length, and you're sitting there watching TV, eating a bowl of soup or something. You don't realize your beard <laughs> is sitting in your bowl of soup. <laughs> no, I, this is a reality of a nipple-long beard. <laughs> it gets in everything. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. But, All right. you know... The beard had a life of its own and its own personality, so I kept it around for a while, but it had to go. I'm more human now, so. All right, well, that was pretty uh, fun to speak about, and I think we need to wrap it up at this point. One more bottoms up. Bottoms up. (coughs) We'll see you in episode six. All right. Out. Bye-bye. Because, baby. Cause baby, I hate you Cause baby